And now, live from Enrico Winery in the Cowichan Valley, it's BC Food and Wine Radio with Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Our Cowichan Valley Grape Escape is presented by Moonwater Lodge, a West Coast-style boutique hotel located near the top of the historic Malahat Drive on Vancouver Island, overlooking the Saanich Inlet. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. The man come Hello, British Columbia. Our province-wide road trip continues, this time with our Cowichan Valley Grape Escape. We're live from Enrico Winery. with one. It's one of several planned stops in multiple BC wine regions. Uh, for the team this month, joining us now is Lauren Inglis. He's our host, and he's the GM here at Enrico Winery. It's so great to be back. Uh, great to see you, Lauren. How well, are you? I'm awesome. I'm awesome, and we're uh, super happy to have you guys back again. Yeah. You've got one hell of an office here. Thank you. What yeah. a view. Yeah, working and looking at this every day is really tough. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, let's yeah. start there for maybe many of our listeners on the Lower Mainland are itching to get back to the island. Where exactly are you and how can they find this winery? So we're pretty much right in the heart of the Couch and Valley, mm-hmm. right in a little area called Mill Bay. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're just slightly off the highway on the on the east side, and it's uh, an absolutely beautiful location. Yeah. yeah. And uh, you've had a good run, even though people we, we've had a lot of lockdowns and things, your customers have been pretty loyal. Yeah, uh, the uh, customer support, the local support, has been absolutely outstanding. It's been, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to describe how good it's been. So yeah. we're super, super happy with that. And last yep. time we were here, you had funny little signs about uh, drinking on the patio not allowed, and uh, so things have changed. <laughs> yeah, it's opened up. Um, we've got uh, BCLDB to thank for a lot of that. Thank, yeah. and uh, it's it's been really, really good. So. Yeah. Having the different areas open has definitely made a big difference. Yeah. And yeah. this is a picnic-friendly winery. 100%. It's a picnic-friendly winery. It's a it's an animal-friendly winery as well. Bring your dog. Come on down. Enjoy a picnic lunch. Sit out on the grass and enjoy a, a beautiful bottle of wine with your, your picnic that you might bring. And if you do bring a picnic, the etiquette is buy a bottle. 100%. Buy a bottle and enjoy it down on the grass. That's what we would like everybody to do. And chances are people are going to buy a bottle of Ortega because I think, are you now the largest uh, seller of Ortega in Canada? Or uh, I would say that we definitely are, but the for Cowichan Valley produced Ortega, we definitely are uh, the number one on, yeah. on Vancouver Island, if not British Columbia. Yeah. yeah. How, how would you describe that that wine to folks? Uh, it's it's a German grape, obviously. So you're yeah. going to get a lot of the fruit forward flavors on it, the free stone fruits, peaches, apricot, nectarine, slight lychee nut finish on the back of it, but mm-hmm. it's incredibly refreshing on a day like today mm. yeah uh so couch and valley there's lots to do here people come up they could spend several days touring uh, you know your winery and many of your uh, colleagues around it's really a a, a bucolic place I think. It, it is i mean we are surrounded by this is the wine region for vancouver island definitely but there is so many things to do i mean you've got hiking boating fishing you've got couch and bay just down the road which is just an amazing location to go and walk through yeah but the whole area is it's absolutely fantastic you know yeah. we're surrounded by water obviously all the way around sure so we're not only that but we've got lakes everywhere as well so it is beautiful and you've got a great deal if you join the wine club if you join the wine club, uh, we do have uh, quite a few deals going on, but that one in particular, 20% off of any purchases after. It's a one-time offer. Um, but all that can be found on our website, of course, at uh, Enrico Winery. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's uh, heck of a deal. Yeah. Uh, just before, uh, last time we were here, you were planting. Are you 
finished now, or what, what, is it the way you want it? <laughs> yeah, it's sort of the way we want it. I mean, we always want to plant more, obviously. We could always use more grapes, but yeah. uh, we've uh, in the last five years, we've actually doubled the size of the vineyard. So currently, we're sitting at approximately 23 acres planted, mm. which we are harvesting from all of that. So it's it's made a big difference having the grapes yeah. sourced from us, <laughs> sure. you know, as opposed to bring anything in. Yeah, so, absolutely the yeah, best. Well, we're going to catch up with your winemaker and your vineyard manager and talk yep. more about the wines, but... Uh, we're delighted to be back. Uh, I think British Columbia will be flooding your vineyard before you know it. Uh, well, we certainly hope so. To spend some time uh, beside the, the the pond, the vineyards. Uh, it's just so so fabulous here. And, uh, and a hop, skip, and a jump from Victoria. 20 minutes. Nanaimo, yep. whatever. It's just not too far. Yeah, it's a great spot to come and visit, definitely. Yeah. And I can hear the planes going by, so people are coming back to the yep. island. They're actually, that's the first load that we'll have come in this afternoon. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> We're busing them directly from the airport to us. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Lauren Inglis. He's the general manager here at Enrico Winery. Still to come, more from Enrico when we're joined by winemaker Daniel Kosman and vineyard manager Simon Spencer. Next on the BC Food and Wine Radio, I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. British Columbia's wine growing history dates back generations, and today it's one of the more prominent regions on the worldwide wine stage. With Save On Foods, you can find the world's largest collection in one place. With more than 1,500 wines from over 180 BC VQA wineries, the unique tastes of our province have never been more convenient. Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Browse the entire collection now at saveonfoods.com and discover all the different wines our province has to offer. Hi, I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. This week's show comes to you from Enrico Winery. And Casey, our Couch and Valley accommodations, really it's one of the best hotels we stay in, the Moonwater Lodge on all of our grape escapes. And what I love the most about it is looking down the Saanich Inlet. It's the gateway to the Couch and Valley. Is it ever, but don't look too much over your balcony. It's so steep there, you'll end up down in the water with the fish. <laughs> <laughs> that would be quite a holiday. Uh, it, there's, the rooms are great. There are a couple of levels. The fireplace. Uh, so, have you been in the soaker tub in the with the big picture window looking out over the inlet? And yes, I have, Tony. And you I, have. I had to call the fire department to get me out. And the best thing is, is that you can walk a hundred yards along the the road, and you're at their restaurant, which is just adjacent to the hotel. And you have, spend a beautiful night out on the balcony there. And what I love about the whole property are the owners, Lori and Randy, who put the H in hospitality. To book your stay, go to MoonwaterLodge.com. In days of yore, thirsty travelers carry their wine in traditional Spanish wineskins known as bodas. And from that ancient tradition comes a 21st century inspiration. Introducing Boda, highly approachable, fruit-forward wines in 100% recyclable containers. With Boda Box, there's no light, no air. Boda Box keeps the elements out and the wine fresh for up to 30 days after opening for convenience you can take anywhere, anytime, even at home. Boda Box, this is how we Boda. Find out more at bodabox.com. Red Rooster Winery invites you to visit for a sensory journey from grape to glass. Take in the sweeping vineyard, lake, and mountain views from their cozy estate on the Naramata Bench. This month, Red Rooster is featuring their award-winning 2020 Rosé, paired alongside their new charcuterie tasting created by the Okanagan's own Joy Road Catering. Seated tastings are offered seven days a week from 12 till 5 all summer. Come for the views, stay for the wine. Visit redroosterwinery.com for more info. 
Taste the flavors of the season at Summerhill Pyramid Bistro and Wine Shop. Their heated patio is open with more space for you to dine safely. So come enjoy a menu showcasing ingredients from their on-site culinary garden. Pair your meal with a new release Summerhill wine for an extraordinary organic experience. The flavors of the season are in abundance at Summerhill Pyramid Bistro and Wine Shop. Online, summerhill.bc.ca. Now, back to our Cowichan Valley Grape Escape, presented by Moonwater Lodge, a West Coast-style boutique hotel located near the top of the historic Malahat Drive on Vancouver Island. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Hello, British Columbia, and our province-wide road trip continues. This time we're in the Cowichan Valley uh, for our Grape Escape. We're at Enrico Winery, one of several stops that we will make uh, across British Columbia in the next few weeks. Joining us is winemaker Daniel Cosman here at Enrico Winery and vineyard manager Simon Spencer. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Good morning. Thank uh, you. Yeah, great to have you here. You brought. Uh, we're going to talk about Pinot Gris in the Cowichan. Uh, let's start with that. Is it an easy grape to grow? We have. A, we're going to have a sparkling wine and a still wine. Is it? It's a snap, right? You sleep all year, and yeah, that's just it. Yeah, you, <laughs> in a nutshell. No, um, Pinot Gris is probably one of the more challenging mm-hmm. in terms of just canopy management. We're actually just came. We just we were just in that portion of the vineyard this morning and we were sort of lamenting that it would be kind of nicer if it was a bit more cooperative yeah but uh it takes a bit of management but the end product's worth it and daniel the pinot gris always has this up and down reputation around the world because there's a lot of bland pinot gris but a lot of it is not grown in the kind of climates that we have here in the north in in canada uh do you think it's a special spot is Cowichan a good spot for it it seems to work Every year on the island, yeah. and, I, and I don't think that you can say that of some of the other varieties that we've been trialing. Well, we have two styles here, a sparkling wine, which most people probably don't know a lot about in terms of uh, uh, the grape and the wine, and then a still. So let's start with the sparkling wine, uh, which is an island a specialty as well, at least the way it's made, I guess, or the way it's named. That's right. Uh, I fought for years to try and get Charm. Charmette method sparkling made on the island mm-hmm. and finally convinced uh, Enrico and Unsworth to put the system together. Yep. And I, Charm has been made on the island since. Yeah. Pinot Gris is a pretty good one. It's not exclusively Pinot Gris at this winery right. or at any of the other wineries, but uh, this particular Charm is 100% Pinot Gris. Mm. Uh, and it's a little softer style, a little more approachable style. Uh, I don't know, I don't want to really use the prosecco word, but it has that kind of uh, approachability that the Italians love in the middle of the afternoon. Has it taken off here that way, or uh, I can't speak to the other styles yeah. that, that produced by the other wineries. This one in particular is softer because it has a hundred percent malolactic, mm. and it was aged for four months on the lees, which gives this perception of sweetness and softens the blow of acid yeah it's pretty delicious it's been a lot of warm weather in the last few years have you noticed the difference in grape growing simon they're certainly warmer um earlier starts to the season and then you know the dry uh, certainly drier and Mm -hmm. but we've got the luxury of having irrigation so you know we've got got the benefit of that so you know a bit of stress is good but not too much and then you know we can sort of turn the, on, the water on and off at will. So it's yeah. kind of best of both worlds. 
A lot of a lot of uh, work was done. A lot of history on planting grapes here. A lot of people were involved in uh, uh, picking varieties. Will it change with the weather, or is it, uh, you know, from where, where it was twenty years ago to what people are thinking about today, and what what it might be in twenty years' time? That's Certainly, I mean, work. that's the trend, sort of all over the place. That yeah. you know, um, Pinot Gris and Pinot Noir, are sort of the two grapes that people are using for for the sparkling. I think they're they're not going to go anywhere yeah. anytime soon. So. And you do you know. think Chardonnay will make a foothold here on the island? Because we haven't seen a lot of it. Well, we've just planted a whole bunch of it, so there's... there's <laughs> so you believe it's gonna in be that. Coming on, well, yeah, it's going <coughs> to be coming online quite yeah. in, in the next couple of years. So, you know, so watch the space, I guess. Okay. Uh, Daniel, tell us about the Shining Armor Pinot Gris uh, that we have, the still wine, and uh, how, how you make that. Or what, what do you think about this green? What, what, what are you trying to achieve with it? This is... The first time this Pinot Gris has been made the way we made it this year. Mm -hmm. It is 50% tank fermented and 50% barrel fermented. Okay. In predominantly neutral French oak. So if if you get a whiff of oak, it's just beyond grasp. Yeah. You know. And no American oak. No American oak on this Pinot Gris. Actually, I'm getting a whiff of Pinot Gris, which is fantastic. Yeah. And maybe the sight. And, and so bo both had full malolactic. Both had uh, aging on the lees, aging on the gross lees, to be precise, yeah. and blended them at the end. And so you get the freshness and the fruit from the tank, and you get the structure and the body yeah. from the barrels. And, I, and the elegance from you, or uh, it's a very elegant wine. I love it. I, I love it, too. Yeah. And, but to be fair, it's not just me. Simon and I cooperate on yeah. the whole project. Yeah. Uh, malolactic, you said a couple of times, just for our listeners, you're softening the, the acidity. Like, could you explain it very quickly to why, why you put it through malolactic? Sure. Um, the, the, the malic acid in, that naturally occurs in grapes can be a little mm -hmm. bit more sharp. Yeah, and like a fresh apple sort of thing, I guess. Just like an apple. Yeah. And if you allow a bacteria, a specific bacteria, to into your wine and nurture it, um, that bacteria converts the malic acid into lactic acid, mm. and it's sort of softer, rounder, yeah. less, less Wh as strong. Which is in milk, right? That kind of acidity, like a softer style, I think. For yeah, best case scenario, you don't have any milk or yeah. yogurt flavors in your wine. Yeah, no. <laughs> but just the, the from the malic to that. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice uh, thing. I, I love the neutral oak, and I, I really love the nose on that. It just sort of gently comes out and surrounds you. Very elegant. Pinot Gris is underappreciated, uh, as we talked about earlier, but I see on the island, and there are a couple of examples now in the, in, in the Okanagan as well. Uh, Olivier Humbrecht's making one in this Milkmean, which is a sensational one, the new one he's got. and uh, So I think it's, it's fun that maybe BC can push it a little bit, get it up on the, on, this, on the scale where people might appreciate it more. I certainly have never experienced Pinot Gris like the Gris that come from the island mm -hmm. anywhere else. We were talking to Lauren about Ortega. You guys, I think, are the Canadian champions now. Uh, that's a different animal, but uh, does it grow well and, and easy to do? Or certainly likes to grow. Yeah. 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 So again, <laughs> you know, just that sort of if you can temper the vigor, it's manageable. But the, the resulting wine, you know, consistently, we're able to produce something. Yeah. You know, quite great, sort of most years. and also quite versatile as well. Kind of like Pinot Gris, where it lends itself to different you know, in, in the winery. 
Well, they can be flat, but yours is quite fresh and it has a, a nice vibrancy to it, which makes a whole difference in it. It's it's almost more Riesling-like to me than Ortega-like, which I like in, in that style. But you guys are doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, uh, we're almost out of time. Uh, are you going to plant some vines anywhere else? Are you you're finished here now or on this property, or is there any more room? There, there are two acres that we are we're, we're eyeing. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, Lauren, he's got dough. Just tell him to open up and get yeah. it out. Yeah. Open, open up that the water. Springs. Come yeah. on, Lauren. Uh, gentlemen, thanks for joining us today. Uh, it's exciting to be back. Uh, obviously, lots of people starting to move around the province. I think you'll be overrun all summer, and uh, you'll be busy. And you'll be in harvest before you know it. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> so. <laughs> you sound so excited. So. No, hey, it's, it's great. It's nice that the sun's uh, finally out. So Yeah. Okay, thanks for joining us. Uh, Daniel Cosman and Simon Spencer, vineyard manager and uh, winemaker here at Enrico Winery in the Cowichan Valley. Still to come, Dan Wright, winemaker, and Andrew Watts, vineyard manager at Unsworth Vineyards, uh, will join us on our Grape Escape. Next on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. We'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. In days of yore, thirsty travelers carry their wine in traditional Spanish wineskins known as bodas. And from that ancient tradition comes a 21st century inspiration. Introducing Boda, highly approachable, fruit-forward wines in 100% recyclable containers. With Boda Box, there's no light, no air. Boda Box keeps the elements out and the wine fresh for up to 30 days after opening for convenience you can take anywhere, anytime, even at home. Boda Box, this is how we Boda. Find out more at bodabox.com. For an after-work escape any day of the week, the tasting room at Mount Boucherie Estate Winery is open every day till 8. Take your Mount Boucherie experience to the next level as you enjoy the view from the patio with stand-up or seated tasting overlooking beautiful Okanagan Lake. Grab some wine, cheese, and meats from the modest butcher market and create your own picnic on the lawn. Reservations are recommended. To book your next tasting, visit mtboucherie.com. Come celebrate 10 seasons with the Wine Experience Center team at Black Hills Estate Winery. Enjoy our new releases while basking on the sunny Vineyard Terrace or become a wine club member and enjoy a wine experience in one of our private cabanas while discovering the 2019 Nota Bene. Can't make it to the Okanagan this summer? You can also join us from the comfort of your own home with one of our virtual wine tasting sets. For more information, follow us on Instagram or to reserve a tasting, visit blackhillswinery.com. The Cowichan region of Vancouver Island is ready to welcome you to a perfect fall getaway. Here you will discover BC's oldest craft cidery, 14 wineries, as well as breweries, distilleries, and agricultural and culinary charms like a perfumery and tea farm. A short drive from Victoria and only 10 minutes south of Nanaimo, the Cowichan region offers majestic forests, quiet beaches, farm-to-table restaurants, and tours through history that will leave even the most curious curious for more. Visit tourismcowichan.com. Now, back to our Cowichan Valley Grape Escape, presented by Moonwater Lodge, a West Coast-style boutique hotel located near the top of the historic Malahat Drive on Vancouver Island. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. Hello, British Columbia. Our Couch and Valley Grape Escape continues from Enrico Winery. 
one of several stops we're making this summer across uh, British Columbia as we uh, catch up with over 30 different BC producers uh, as we break out of COVID. And joining us now, who's been on the show many times, Dan Wright. He's the winemaker at Unsworth Vineyard. And Andrew Watts uh, joined us. You know you're getting old when you know the guy's father. Uh, <laughs> he's he's the vineyard manager at Unsworth uh, Vineyards. Uh, and I'm going to say he must have grown up on the Naramata bench. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Welcome to the show, guys. And what winery was that? Uh, that was oh, a Kettle, Kettle Valley winery. Valley. Kettle Valley, yeah. right. Old Main Road. Yeah. yeah. Uh, great to see you. We've great. been talking briefly. Uh, we already know it's dry here uh, and getting drier. Is that uh, is that something that you, you worry about at all? Well, maybe we'll start with you, Andrew. No, not really. This is the right now this is the best conditions we could ask for during flowering it's yeah it's fantastic yeah you know? and where are you sort of even ahead behind or we're about a week week and a half ahead oh that's good the variety yeah yeah really good uh and dan uh, since i've seen you uh, what's going on i know that uh, you were you, you're looking to plant vineyards you, the yeah. wineries you're getting the kind of things you always wanted or needed to <laughs> that's right good to be ownership a bit there good to see you again uh tony and casey uh yeah, we're uh, getting some some nice fancy barrels, uh, some nice. a couple new toys here mm-hmm. and there. Um, so, so that's nice. We're also uh, really excited about a new piece of property that we purchased uh, back in October, and um, we're in, into uh, land preparations now. It's mm. it's an amazing south facing slope, a little bit more. Uh, about eight kilometers uh, away from the ocean as opposed to our um, Mill Bay Vineyard, which is a little tighter. Right. And so just a really hot, nice slope, a uh, little uh, bowl. Is it a Chardonnay yeah. slope? Or mm. <laughs> what, yeah, what's going in slope, there? Yeah. yeah. We, we've got east and west, and but you know primarily south, so you know, we, right. can, we can play with a few different aspects there. Nice. Well, you brought two wines today. We'll we'll work them into the conversation, or we'll run at a time. The mm. 2019 Chardonnay, which is now out in the marketplace. Yes, this is an amazing wine. Uh, we talked about it. I had the chance to taste this wine in barrel. Uh, uh, was it a couple of years ago now? Let me see. Well, two years well, ago, or it wasn't quite. Time feels so weird with yeah. COVID, right? <laughs> yes, it does. I thought it was an amazing wine then, and I just had a taste of it now, and it's. Uh, I said it's just too electric. It's really a terrific wine, Casey. Uh, so vibrant uh i say skinny in a great way like it's just really screaming out of that glass and um would be it's almost like an oyster wine it's a chardonnay yeah yeah no i think so i mean i think with our climate and um you know if we had to name a comparison we'd we'd be aiming a little bit more for chablis than than anything you know than merceau or something like that so yeah yeah you got a few new toys, but actually, yeah. you like to make very pure wines. So, are you guys working together and and trying to keep that sort of that collagen ethos in, in, sure. in the wines? And what do you mean by pure wines? What do you mean by pure wines, I Tony? Mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but <laughs> but they're just clean and, yeah, and yeah. so they express the, the they're expressing the variety in the place yeah. they come from first. Thank I think you. that's what I'm saying. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, I appreciate that compliment. I mean, yeah, we're we're not trying to, um, uh, you know, we're not we're not going to go too extreme with the technology of like optical sorters, mm-hmm. you know, sorting out every little bit of complexity or something like that to yeah. make this homogeneous wine. We, but we have a, enough natural variation um, from our climate 
to give us, uh, you know, between clusters and vines, mm -hmm. um, enough of that complexity. So a few toys here and there, like just, um, you know, things like uh, measuring water stress a little bit more accurately so we can be more sustainable with our water use mm -hmm. and those kinds of things is, uh, is kind of what we yeah. mean. And, you know, getting good quality, high quality barrels, you know, good uh, yeah. used barrel source as well. Cause I do like to kind of pull back on, on the oak use um, for our wines. So I love a good like twice used uh, barrel. barrel, you know, so a good source yeah. of those. Uh, Andrew, have you are you tasting now as well as uh, everybody thinks of viticulture just out in the field? But it seems to me like you, you get more involved in in what what's coming off and what it tastes like. Yeah, definitely. Um, especially you know Dan Dan's always pulling stuff out for tastings and uh, yeah. doing his barrel trials and stuff like that. So I like to get in there and check out what's going on, and it does help. It helps with the decision decisions we make in the vineyard. Yeah. Well, what's unique about the Cowichan Valley? Okay. Yeah. Well, I think, um, do you want to speak to that or I can jump in? Uh, yeah. I think like climate wise, um, comparing it to the other major region in mm -hmm. British Columbia, the Okanagan, um, you know, there you would be thinking about turning the irrigation on as soon as you, as soon as the vines wake up. Um, whereas here the soils, you know, we have a full water, um, we're at field capacity going into yeah, so they retain the a lot of water over the winter and yeah. and feed the vines until some point. Yeah, and we get a lot of variation. Like, you know, last summer it rained a lot in the spring, and we went in carrying a lot of water into the summer, and we yeah. didn't have that. Uh, we didn't have a deficit going later right. into the season, and that um, that let, led to a lot of variation, whereas, you know, last year it will be totally different from this year. And vines are a bit yeah. like humans. Like, they don't like stress, so a little bit of water is better mm. than no water and then a bunch of water, I think. That's right. Like we, we aim for a little bit of stress, but oftentimes because of the, the wet winters, mm -hmm. we don't get to that until July or August. And um, uh, whereas in other climates, you know, it, it's deadly stressful yeah. earlier, you know, so. Yeah, you brought a Pinot Noir today. Mm -hmm. Uh, your new owners make a lot of Pinot. <laughs> do you feel any stress? <laughs> or, oh, it's always a little... Feel, uh, because they're dying to come up and try your Pinot. Yeah. Some of the people I've already talked to, uh, uh, you should mention that Barbara Banke, who's involved mm. with Jackson Family Wines, is the owner now. And uh, But all you guys are still there running the winery. What, what, tell us about this Pinot that's coming out. Uh, and, and tell us about the color. Yeah. Well. Thank you. Yeah, it's a little lighter. It's uh, 2019 was a cooler year. Uh, yields were a little lower, though. So we, um, we got some uh, good ripening at the end, but it was right down to the wire. A late pick, you know, middle to late third week of October. And so it has, you know, it's young. It's got a little bit more of that crunchy red fruit at it the beginning. Does. But yep. it's... Um, uh, but the texture is yeah. quite uh, silky. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so it's a nice combination. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a big future for Pinot Noir here, I think, uh, in BC in general. But here, you're going to carve out your own style, I think, for sure. Uh, is it is it hard to grow as everybody says it is? No, I wouldn't say it's as hard as hard to grow as they say it is. I yeah. think you got to watch things a little bit differently, mm -hmm. um, a little bit more leaf removal, and really keep on top of the. On top of that, just so you get as much uh, air to the clusters as possible. Mm. Um, yeah, two delicious wines, man. Thank you. Yeah, be having fun. Uh, is there something you want to grow that that they don't have currently in the ground, or that? Uh, mm. Hmm. That's a good question. Um, we're we're always playing with a couple ideas. You know, um, 
gaming or we we have a little bit of access to, to some couch and gaming but i think mm-hmm. a little bit of more of that might be important for the future but um you know we'll we'll keep open minded and uh but uh you know i think chardonnay and pinot noir um is is going to be a big focus mm. uh well we love unsworth uh, casey you we go to the restaurant whenever we can yes beautiful uh, restaurant people visiting there can try all the wines uh, obviously in the restaurant uh, wines are available online uh, you've had great support throughout Absolutely. covid from uh, all the locals thank you for so that so you're all open and uh, ready to go Absolutely. Restaurants open, tasting rooms open. Um, yeah, uh, I should uh, be remiss if I didn't mention the Couch and Valley Wine Festival coming up in August. Yeah. Uh, I think I think uh, others are going to speak to that as well in yeah. more detail. So. We're going to try and get back in touch with you about all that uh, yep. later in the month. Okay, guys, thanks so much. <coughs> Great to taste the Unsworth 2019 Pinot Noir and the 2019 Chardonnay, folks. Uh, these guys are really lighting up... Uh, winemaking on vancouver island uh, it's coming alive and it's uh, it's a place we sort of thought it was going to be now it is so that's fantastic thanks so much thank thanks you. casey yeah. thanks Tony. thank you uh there's still more to come on the show dan wright he's the winemaker at unsworth andrew watts is the vineyard manager coming up next bailey williamson and michael abbott join us from blue grouse estate vineyard i'm tony gismondi i'm casey wilson and we'll be right back there's more to come this is the bc food and wine radio network Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. British Columbia's wine growing history dates back generations, and today it's one of the more prominent regions on the worldwide wine stage. With Save On Foods, you can find the world's largest collection in one place. With more than 1,500 wines from over 180 BC VQA wineries, the unique tastes of our province have never been more convenient. Wines of British Columbia at Save On Foods. Browse the entire collection now at saveonfoods.com and discover all the different wines our province has to offer. Hillside Winery is here to serve you, BC. We're offering free shipping across the province on all orders of six bottles or more. Let Hillside deliver direct to your doorstep and give you one less thing to tick off your shopping list. If you're a local, ordering online for pickup is easy and hassle-free. Hillside will happily box up your wines and have them ready and waiting for you. We want to make getting your favorite Hillside wines easy. Find us online at hillsidewinery.ca. Bold. Award-winning. Discover Gold. Our tasting room at Gold Hill Winery is open and ready to welcome everyone. Come explore our beautiful vineyard and reserve your unique and personal tasting of our exclusive small lot favorites. We can't wait to see you again and share our passion. Discover Gold. Gold Hill Winery on the beautiful Golden Mile Bench in Oliver. Online, goldhillwinery.com. It's a new normal. My husband and I want to get away. Need something to look forward to. So we decided to book a weekend away at a European wellness resort right here in BC. Plan an escape without leaving the province at Sparkling Hill Resort. Overlooking the beautiful Okanagan Valley. Relax and focus on your health and wellness at this luxury resort. Check out the immersive wellness packages available and learn more about this undiscovered gem today at sparklinghill.com. Now, back to our Cowich and Valley Grape Escape, presented by Moonwater Lodge, a West Coast-style boutique hotel located near the top of the historic Malahat Drive on Vancouver Island. Now, here's Anthony and Casey. (laughs) 
We're back, and hello, British Columbia. Our summer tour continues this time in the Cowichan Valley uh, for another grape escape, hosted by Enrico Winery. Our next guest join us from down the road. Bailey Williamson is the winemaker at Blue Grouse State Winery. Michael Abbott is the vineyard manager. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Good Every winemaker's bringing their vineyard manager now. Uh, are you running out of things to say? <laughs> no, or? it's because the dirt don't lie. There you go. <laughs> right? Uh-huh, the dirt don't lie. Uh, well, we've been talking to people. It's a great season already. Off to a good start. Is that the case at Blue Grouse? Or? Yeah, fantastic season so far. This weather with bloom, as you guys probably have heard, is uh, all we could have wished for. Mm-hmm. And it, what is it? supposed to be kind of a quiet time, not too windy, no rain. Is that the best for flowering? Or? Yeah, you don't really want the rain, cool weather that you can sometimes get in June. We had that two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and uh, we were sort of gritting our teeth. But uh, it's... Yeah. Yeah, it's turned out. And what's the magic number once the the flowering is over? How many days to harvest? Uh, October 15th. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's yeah. not the magic 100 days? or Yeah, there's there's of? some thoughts on that. Uh, we, we're always restricted by uh, the, the winter rains here, so we yeah. try to push until the middle of October. Okay. Well, Bailey, let's start out with the property. Uh, you've got a fantastic property, but it's not all vineyard. It's still wild parts, riparian parts. How is it set up at Blue Grouse? Well, the the original property is all 65 acres, and um, there's a creek that runs through called Pertolis Creek. We have kept the riparian area there um, all natural. It does a number of things. It um, It's habitat for all sorts of things, especially raptors, which help us with bird predation uh, during the ripening period. So, mm-hmm. And it is... Uh, it's one of the stewardship things that we uh, we like to uh, maintain. Hmm. Bailey, last time I saw you, you were in a pit. It looked like a deep grave. <laughs> do you remember that? I do. I still have nightmares about that. <laughs> no. Now we were doing. Uh, we were all there to do some soil analysis with Pedro Para, um, and uh, so yeah, Michael has now taken the information that we got uh, and some of the advice and. Um, you know, put the grapes and the irrigation set up where it should be. And so, the rootstock yeah. and all the rest of it. All it's of more it. technical than people think, but we don't want to talk about it, but it's, it's, not, it's complex to it's very grow grapes. Complex. The, uh, the term nowadays is precision viticulture. I mean, yeah. people spend so much money on the land and the infrastructure and everything that you, you, do, you don't want to leave things to chance. And it's no. not like your granddad, you know, yeah. uh, looking up in the sky and waiting for his knee to twitch to decide <laughs> to do something. So That would not work with me, boy. Uh, uh, and, and in the future now, also, you're expanding. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and what, what's, what's in the pipeline or what do you hope is going to happen? So Blue Grouse is going to be going from a seven acre vineyard in 2016 to 70 acre vineyard by 2025. Wow. So I guess wow. that's a big raise for you guys, eh? Tenfold expansion. I would accept, accept, <laughs> expect a tenfold. Uh, yeah, wait you see his hair, that's the last time it's going to be that color. <laughs> yeah. I can tell you right now. But we're really excited. We, we just finished um, the last of our 20 acre planting that we were just talking about, and yeah. now we've got another 35, 40 on the horizon. What will you do there? Like, wh- what are the grapes you want to grow or that you're. It's still. Things have changed a bit but yeah so we we still keep our main focus uh pinot noir pinot gris sparkling and chardonnay um and then we'll we'll be playing around with some of the other varieties that make up our portfolio but Mm -hmm. uh sticking to the can you grow syrah here not until we have a lot more climate change yeah really (laughs) what do you need 
um, probably about another 500 growing degree days in a year, which yeah. is significant. Like the yeah. South Okanagan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I, don't, I don't see that as a viable uh, a grape variety at this moment yeah. in time and probably not in my lifetime. So. Yes. Well, you brought one that a lot of people don't know or I, I could even say don't really respect perhaps because uh, they don't know that much about it. But you've brought a beautiful Ortega. What, what's the deal with Ortega? You know, or- in Vancouver Island. Ortega was one of the original test grapes that just seemed to really do well in this region. Um, I think it also represents the region, and it, you know, it uh, it accompanies all the seafood that we have here. Mm. Uh, my good friend Mike Barche calls it the the suave of uh, of the island, and I think it's a great representation because it, no, it's not overly complex, but it's a great little drink um, mm-hmm. for on the patio. Growing up in the Cowichan Valley, I, you know, the, the, the region here is really known for food and wine. And growing up, Ortega was always on the menu. Um, mm-hmm. So it's just something that oh. you know, most of us from the area really know yes, and respect. Yes, very familiar with it. Yeah. Well, we say if Mike Barche's happy with it, who wouldn't be? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he did pave his parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it's a delicious wine uh, and nice aromatics, but also you, when, once you get by that, there's a lot of interesting, complex things going on in that wine. That uh, I'm, it's, it's also a good wine to draw people into more than just drinking wine. Yeah, it's I kind think of odd, but people sort of just drink wine. They don't pay much attention to it. We'd like them to pay more. I think people are starting to, and so something that's a bit out of their wheelhouse that isn't as common, um, you know, engages them. Mm-hmm. And yes. I think that there's nothing more that uh, we as winemakers and, and winery owners want to do. We want to engage people. Yeah. The more the questions they're asking, the more, uh, the more they're engaged. And are they asking more questions than they were, say, 10 years ago? No question. The whole... Um, by local ethos, which has been very good for us here on the island, um, all started from people wanting to know more about what they're putting in their body, from their food source to what wine they're drinking. And so people are asking questions about everything yeah. that they're consuming now, which I think is only good. Well, what about the method of growing vines? Uh, there are many out there, conventional, uh, organic, biodynamic, uh, sustainable. What's the story at Blue Grouse? Uh, Blue Grouse is on a path to organic certification, so we'll have that by 2023, and that'll follow suit in the winery. Um, with regards to you know some of the other the other trends out there, mm-hmm. philosophies, we we always dabble a little bit. We sort of lean heavily on science-based research and proof in that um, before we start spraying horse horse tail and you know right. cow manure and you know, yes. yeah, horns and such. Aha, aha! Yeah. <laughs> you don't bow to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> Only when we're we're stark naked at midnight. Yeah. That's the only time. <laughs> uh, boy, that's the best. <laughs> uh, well, consumers are you know they're concerned about all that stuff, so it's good that we talk about it. And and uh, I mean there are many ways to to grow grapevines, uh, but it's good that that uh, if you're going to work in the vineyard, that the less that goes in there that's harmful to the earth is good for everybody. I guess. Michael and I both live on site, and we have. I have kids and dogs, and, and so, you know, to try and get them to understand, oh, you can't go through the vineyard today, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't work. So, you know, we're all living very, uh, you yeah. know, cheek to jowl with the vineyard, so it makes sense. How are things going at the winery and the wine shop, and, you know, what what's happening there? You, you reopened. You were never really closed, or? Well, there were a couple not- of small periods where we actually closed permanently but um we kept the the core staff on and a lot of uh a lot of online sales and stuff like that so you know the the locals have been great supporting us um 
So it's been it, it's been good. And and moving forward, we're we're five days a week now, Wednesday through Sunday, and um, I think we will probably go to seven days for July and August. We'll see how things start to move. But um, yeah, no, it's been. You know, I tell people I think it's a recession-proof business. People drink when it's good and drink when it's bad. Mm. So yes, you know, um, and I think people are more comfortable buying online now. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's your underwear or your wine. Right. Ah. I'm, I'd like to end on that, uh, but very quickly, the Pinot Noir. So you poured this Pinot. Uh, it's not out yet, but it's coming. Yeah, it'll probably not be till closer to Christmas. This yep. is the estate Pinot Noir. Which is really hard to get. You yeah, get a, there's you get only a, a 110 cases this year. What I, I, it's, it's starting to come around to where I'm really trying to aim. Mm. In 2019, I did um, whole cluster fermentation in the, uh, in the amphora. And I really liked that it. it brought a lot of the fruit character forward, especially because most of our, our state uh, Pinot um, is the old uh, Ritter clone. So it doesn't respond quite the same as most other Pinots. Right. Bailey Williams and Michael Abbott, both from uh, Blue Grouse State Winery, thanks for joining us today. Great for a quick uh, update. We, everybody should get out to the winery and uh, spend some time there. It's a beautiful site. We'd love to see you. Okay, folks, uh, there's still more to come on the show. Steve Moriarty, he's the Director of Wines at Save on Foods. He's next up on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Anthony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And we'll be right back. There's more to come. This is the BC Food and Wine Radio Network, presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Save on Foods. Overlooking a beautiful 12-acre vineyard in the heart of the Cowichan Valley, the Unsworth Restaurant welcomes you to get away from it all. Enjoy a delectable menu and award-winning wines in our dining room or outdoor patio. Unsworth Restaurant, vineyard dining where casual meets elegant. You can find Unsworth wines across BC. Look for us at your local liquor store. Visit unsworthvineyards.com. Experience award-winning wines on the covered patio at Tinhorn Creek Vineyards. The tasting room is open daily from 11 till 6. Elevate your experience with a black glass blind tasting. You can even add a charcuterie box. For exclusive VIP experiences, a Crush Club membership includes regular wine shipments, 15% off all purchases, early access to new releases, and admission to the Wine Club Lounge. Plus, Miradora Restaurant is open daily for indoor and outdoor dining. For details and reservations, visit tinhorn.com. In days of yore, thirsty travelers carry their wine in traditional Spanish wineskins known as bodas. And from that ancient tradition comes a 21st century inspiration. Introducing Boda, highly approachable, fruit-forward wines in 100% recyclable containers. With Boda Box, there's no light, no air. Boda Box keeps the elements out and the wine fresh for up to 30 days after opening. For convenience, you can take anywhere, anytime, even at home. Boda Box, this is how we Boda. Find out more at BodaBox.com. Casual, modern dining. Exceptional Okanagan flavor. Introducing the most anticipated new eatery in the Valley. 15 Park Bistro at Watermark Beach Resort in Osuyus. Chef Nick Atkins and his team are ready to create an unforgettable dining experience for you. Utilizing fresh local ingredients. 15 Park Bistro's lakeside patio with its unmatched views of Lake Osuyus is now open. Indoor dining available as well. For reservations and more, including full takeout menu options, visit 15parkbistro.com. 
Claude de Soleil Winery knows that the best wines keep it simple. It's all about the grapes and the place where they are grown. Minimal handling, minimal intervention, maximum beauty in the bottle. Nestled in a sunny, stony corner of BC's Similkameen Valley, Claude de Soleil produces wines that blend the best of Bordeaux varieties with their unique terroir. The result? Wines that are elegant and effortlessly special. Tastings by appointment or buy online at clodesoleil.ca. Free shipping to BC and Alberta on orders of six or more bottles. Whether it's in the tasting room or outside on the spacious rooftop patio with a gorgeous view of Okanagan Lake, the Therapy Vineyard tasting experience is one of a kind. The tasting room is open daily, reservations required for groups of six or more. Need a little long-distance therapy? Sign up for their fully customizable wine club with 15% off therapy wine, 20% off select rates at the inn, discounted shipping, and more. Sign up today at therapyvineyards.com. Now back to BC Food and Wine Radio. Here's Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson. Welcome back to the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. Uh, good time is what we're having in the Couch and Valley with our stay here at Enrico Winery. Uh, and joining us now is a guy who never misses a good time. He's the wine director at Save on Food, Steve Moriarty. Uh, Steve, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. This is this is great. Love being here. Thank you. <laughs> hey, I don't know if people know, but you're a bit of a motorcycle dude. Did you drive your motorcycle over to the island, or how would how'd you get here? Uh, no, I'm I'm working. I'm visiting our stores. Of course, uh, we have uh, three stores on the island. Uh, well, you brought up the stores, and that gives it brings me up to this question: Are the stores the same? Like, if I'm shopping in a Save on Foods wine store, is is it the same selection in all of the stores? Absolutely. We take pride in the fact that if, whether you go into our store in Prince George or Camel River or in Tawasin, that you're going to find virtually the exact same wines everywhere in exact same location. So if you've got a, got a habit and you go for that special wine on a regular basis, uh, if you're going to go buy a bottle of Unsworth Island wine, it's going to be in the exact same spot in all of our stores. Right. And let's talk about the island wine. Uh, well, that's near and dear. I, I, I love this part of my job. You know, everybody thinks going to the Okanagan is, is, is the true wine experience, but let, I, I love the, the island, and, and um, I spend a, as much time here as I possibly can, especially visiting with Unsworth. Um, we do uh, do great. We have, you know, we have about uh, eight, eight different wines from Unsworth, but uh, we have one that's called the Island Melody, a really nice uh, blend of white blend. Mm. And uh, does amazing for us as well as uh, the gold uh, charme de Lille, both the rosé and the regular. Both those together are, are just instant favorites. There was a well. There was a time when uh, you know the, the the you know the story was well. The wines are are pretty good on the island, but you can't get them. There isn't enough of them, and they won't sell. And yet your your experience now is that you're you're getting some wine and you're moving it around the province. Does it surprise the islanders that you've been able to do that, or or how does that relationship work? I think it's a great relationship going going where we're headed. You know, I, you're absolutely right. I think there was some skepticism about whether a Vancouver Island wine would sell in the Okanagan, and I'm I'm proud to to to, to state say that we have Kelowna stores that do extremely well with uh, with our island wines, and especially with the with uh, Unsworth. And of course, I have a particular soft spot for. Uh, 
Gamay, Pinot Noirs, and of course the, the Youngsworth Gamay Noir. Uh, just it just it's one of my favorite uh, uh, Pinot Noirs. So I kind of kind of biased about pushing that as hard as I can. Well, my soft spot is the bubbly Charme de Lille, and that is incredible that they have put that together. It's kind of the local alternative to Prosecco. I, I, I agree with you. It, it has that, that special, you know, there's, there's that, that consumer that likes either the rosé or the regular one, um, and, and they, can, they kind of bounce back and forth and, and rotate them in and out. I know my wife likes to do that. She, she loves both of them. And she likes to take turns uh, with rosé once and the, and the white the next. Yeah, Charme de Lille, uh, of course, the charming island wine. It, it is a very uh, uh, very smart of you, Casey, to call it Prosecco-like. It's that style. So a little less aggressive bubble and a, just a little more fruit. Really fun wine for the afternoon. The kind of wine the Italians, you know, just throw at you from about 3 till 7. Uh, when you, <laughs> you know when there's not, when when they're finished throwing all the other wine at you all day long, they say, "Well, we better have some of this just to cleanse our palate, so that we can have some wine for dinner." Uh, and it, it it really has taken off. I would mention uh, I don't know too much over on on Unsworth, but the Unsworth Pinot Gris is probably one of the best uh, for me. One of the best examples of Pinot Gris in BC. It's a very lean wine, a fresh wine, a super island wine. It has that tightness and tautness and acidity that makes it so much fun and great for food and so uh yeah unsworth is a good name to look for and steve uh, i guess one of the other things we should point out is that it's easy to find wines in your store because you set them up uh alphabetically by winery which is something that a lot of uh, stores have never done how successful is that with your uh, you know with your your uh, patrons or your customers well, it's been tremendously successful. Uh, you know, we were we weren't sure about how it would be received at the beginning because our relationship with wineries is how do we build the the perception and, and the experience of the winery. So if uh, you fall in love with, uh, let's say you fall in love with Unsworth Pinot Gris, we also want you to know that there is Charme de Lille. We all want you to know that there is Symphony and there's an amazing rosé there. Um, and we think that the, the, the consumer becomes more exposed to that particular winery brand. And we've had we've had a lot of customers uh, come up to us and tell us that they've really explored more from a particular winery when all their wines are together. Yeah, it's a real education. That was the first thing when I met you that Im- impressed me when I went into the store because I'd never seen that before. We've been, we've sorry, we've invested in 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 the wineries, and we we think of them as our partners, and uh, we just want the consumer to get the best possible winery experience. So, did that happen because you're in the grocery business? I mean, you know what goes in the middle shelves and top shelves and bottom shelves. Did you really think about that? I think I thought about this from from a fresh perspective when we got into the wine business. Is that how could I make the consumer experience more more related to the winery rather than to us. So I was trying to bring the winery to the stores, what I was trying to do, and expose people to 175 wineries, not 1,300 wines. I don't know if that really makes sense today, but that's what our goal was, and a lot of consumers really appreciate it. Yeah, it's, uh, well, uh, I don't know. I'm just knocked out by uh, uh, the retailing part of wine business and how it evolves. And uh, so it's fun to see it in grocery stores. We thought it, uh, you know, I thought it would work for a long time just because it made sense to buy a bottle of wine and be able to pick up uh, a loaf of bread and uh, maybe, a you know, a 
a piece of beef or a fish or something for dinner. Uh, but but I think con consumers uh, think the same way now and wonder. I, I can't see us ever going back in any other direction. I agree with you, Tony. I think if this is the evolution, this is this is consumer this is consumer demand, and I agree with you. There's nothing nothing better than being able to plan. For a, for a great meal or even even fast and efficient. And now you have uh, the ability to pick up fantastic BC wine. Yeah. Uh, before I ask you how many wines you sell, because it's such an impressive number, the latest results are out from uh, a recent survey of uh, British Columbia uh, vineyards and acreage and, and how much has been planted. Uh, it's about six years since we've had these numbers, but one of the, the uh, interesting numbers is the total of BC wineries now after this survey has jumped from 254 to 282 wineries across the province, which is an amazing number. Uh, how many bottles are you selling in your store? Well, uh, just recent count, uh, it's, not, it's sneaking up on us. Uh, we actually are about 1,350 um, BC wines on our shelf right now, and... Um, you're absolutely right. I, I think we hear from a new winery at least one a month and uh, wishing to uh, be partners with us. It, mm. it, it doesn't seem to be any slowing down. No, it's not. And, uh, Casey, I don't know if you remember when we first started this show and we'd go into the Okanagan. It was about $1,000 to buy a one-acre vineyard. That's and, right. Uh, and uh, and then people said, oh well, it's gonna it's another three hundred bucks to put water in and everything else. And I thought, wow, that's you know that's a bit of dough. And so the numbers out of this report this week, are you ready, Steve? Three hundred fifty thousand dollars per acre uh, is the average price now in, in British Columbia for for uh, winter hardy red grapes. I mean, it's incredible, that's just amazing. incredible. What is it in California? Well, that's it's that kind of number now. It's like wow. it's probably over a half a million in parts of Napa, but uh, we are really jumping up there in that department. So that's uh, a better invest. That's a better investment than Tesla or Microsoft. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it certainly is. Well, great to catch up with you today, Steve, and to talk a little bit about uh, Island Wines in the new store. So, can you tell us exactly where the new store is? In uh, for people who maybe not know it, jumping off the ferry, how close are they to that store, and can they check it out and pick up some wine while they're traveling? Absolutely, just come right off the ferry, just come right into Sydney, right off. Just take that first exit right into Sydney, and of course, our Save on Food store is right there, right on the first block, right on the first. Uh, uh, traffic light, and you can't miss us. We're we're big and we're bold. And uh, that particular store's got a, a young lady who works in our wine department. Her name is Micheline. Has literally about 25 years of first-hand, first-rate uh, wine experience in a number of uh, a number of restaurants and wine establishments. And she just has a tremendous amount of uh, wine experience. And uh, she's thrilled to be selling BC wine. And uh, we've got one minute left, so just tell us about the special savings on wines of British Columbia at Save On. Uh, great, yeah. I mean, we always have uh, our, our, our in-store specials where if you buy four bottles of wine, we'll give you 10% off if you buy four at once. And then on top of that, if you want to buy a whole case, we'll give you another dollar a bottle or $12 off for the case on top of whatever stale prices that we already have on, on our wine. So it's a, it's a heck of a saving. Steve, I don't know what you're doing all week, but we look forward to connecting to you uh, next week as we continue our Vancouver Island tour at uh, Church and State Winery in Victoria. 
so we'll be happy to catch up again and uh, have a quick chat about Save On Wines and food and anything else going on. I appreciate that. I look forward to catching up to you again. Thank you, Steve Moriarty, Wine Director at Save On Foods. That's it for today's show from Enrico Winery in the Couch and Valley. Thanks to everybody here for such a great stay and so much fun on this fantastic patio. Uh, Casey, stick around. Are you sticking around the island all week? Will I see you next week uh, in Victoria? Are you, going, you, are you taking around. the helicopter back home for a few days? <laughs> yes, of course I am. <laughs> Folks, have a great weekend. I'm Tony Gismondi. I'm Casey Wilson. And enjoy a great glass of wine. That's it for today's show. Tune in again next week for Anthony Gismondi and Casey Wilson on the BC Food and Wine Radio Network. Presented in part by Wines of British Columbia at Savon Foods. BC Food and Wine Radio is a TKS West production. Executive producer, Casey Wilson.